where's the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. With former Blue superstar defenseman Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Happy to be joined by Luke Korak. He's a Blues insider for NHL.com, and you can give him a follow at LKorak10 on Twitter. Lou, we always appreciate the time, my man. How are you doing today? Good, boys. How are you? We're doing all right. I'm um, not okay, Lou. <laughs> I'm why? not because, okay, uh, sweet BK Lou. Didn't call, why? Because BK didn't call you an all-star defenseman this time? Or? Uh, I think he, uh, did he, I don't know. Did he miss out on the superstar? superstar? I'm okay. pretty sure I mentioned that. No, I'm not mad at that, Lou. <laughs> you know what I'm mad at, Lou? <laughs> what is that? I'm mad at the way the St. Louis Blues have approached this round robin. And you know, okay. love these guys. I'd give my left Lance Armstrong to do anything I could for these guys. But I don't like the frame of mind of... It's okay to lose. It's okay to be whatever. To me, excellence is an everyday thing. Going out there and working hard is an everyday thing. You can't just turn it on and off. And right now, Lou, I'm a little worried, bud. Um, yeah, I think that's the best way to put it is a little worried. Would I hit the panic button right now? Probably not, but I'm the, the alarm is starting to uh quiver a little bit i guess after what you saw last night and uh i guess jamie i can point to the two games the colorado game they didn't have a good start got better as that game went on and you know unfortunately you lose on a millisecond goal and you know you're left scratching your head there a little bit and then last night i thought they actually got off to a a decent start and then from the Vince Dunn penalty, which I still don't think was a penalty, but um, he gets called for a penalty there. And then from then on, I mean, it was just an avalanche that sort of went downhill as far as puck possession, as far as just looking structured. Uh, it, it, it didn't get any better. I mean, Vegas pretty much poured it on the rest of that first period. And if not for Jordan Bennington, same, same way as it was in first period on Sunday, uh, I don't know how the Blues escaped those periods with a one to nothing lead. Well, number 50, that's the reason why. And you just can't keep hanging your goalie out to dry like that. And, uh, you know, mistake after mistake in the defensive zone, just just coverage areas. I mean, there was a sequence where Marco Scandella, I even mentioned it, got caught puck watching a little bit. And there's a little flip pass there and a guy standing wide open in the slot. And, you know, you've got your goalie bailing you out. And, uh, but, you know, you can hear the tone and the voice of Craig Berube last night. Uh, 
the one that struck me the most was is he basically uh, in a roundabout way said, uh, you know, if you guys want to keep chasing the game, we can just keep playing the way we want. But if you want to control the game, you're gonna your intensity level, your compete level has to come way higher, and and that's and that's the way you're going to be able to control the puck and keep the puck. And they just didn't have the puck enough for me last night at all. Lou, I guess my follow up to that would be how much of this is 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 able to be changed by early next week because. Early on, Jamie and I were on the same page, page as where you're at right now, where it's, it's not super alarming. But now, it's not like you have a lot of runway to be able to fix these things. You don't have two weeks anymore to get back into game shape. You don't have two weeks anymore to be able to get everybody on the same page playing that full team game that the Blues like to play. How much are they going to be able to change by early next week when you are into a seven-game series, in your opinion? Well, you better do it pretty quickly uh, or else uh, you're going to catch one of these teams that's already got their compete level and intensity level from playing a qualifying round that's going to be head and shoulders above you. And you're going to be licking your chops and you're going to be leaving the bubble rather quickly. Uh, And that's that's the one place where I think some of these round robin teams are going to have a little bit of a disadvantage going into that uh, first round series is, these qualifying teams, they're already, they're already, I don't want to say peak level, but they're already, the compete with them is already sky high because they, they're already in that mindset of do or die. And these round robin teams just aren't in that do or die mentality yet. Colorado may be, they're, Philadelphia may be. These teams have displayed that, uh, hey, we mean business right from the get-go, and uh, a number one seed is important to these teams. Tampa, they're another one. They're playing right now at another level. But there's a couple of these teams, and it, it, it's weird. How, how weird is it to see that the two teams that were in the Stanley Cup final last year are right now kind of licking their wounds here and wondering where to go next? You're talking about the Blues and the Boston Bruins. So um, they better figure it out. And uh, I, I think this game against Dallas is going to be important. And, again, not so much – as much as win or lose, yeah, you'd like to win the game, but uh, just to find your game and to and, and to be better than what you were and uh, just regressing and taking a step back in this game is kind of where my alarm bell strikes me. I wasn't necessarily looking for a win or a loss last night. I was looking to see if they could have built off of their strong finish that they had against Colorado. And Although it may have appeared that way from the get-go, it just didn't transpire as the game went on. And that's the, the peaks and valleys are kind of what bring me right now. Sweet, Lou. We, uh, we had some lineup changes last night. Robert Thomas and Vladimir Tarasenko being the headliners of some of those changes. And I'm just wor- wondering, have you heard anything from Blues coaching staff or anyone in the Blues organization just kind of – describing what might be going on with those two, and is it possible that we're looking at something a little more serious than they're letting on right now? No, I mean, they're, they're not going to – if there's anything serious going on there, it's, it's going to be difficult to find out just with the way that the league and uh, has things pretty much under control and smothered right now. Craig Berube has been asked about both of them and uh, just more or less kind of alluded to that uh, there, there may be some – minor injury issues there to deal with, but nothing major expecting both of them to be in the lineup on Sunday, which, you know, you have to take the man at his word for it. And uh, maybe just giving them, you know, how coaches like to use the word maintenance days quite a bit. Uh, 
it's it's uncommon to hear it for for a game day more or less for a practice is where you hear those sort of things but uh you know he fully expects them to be in the lineup and and i think that's you know when you're missing two guys like that and i i'd be remiss if i didn't uh mention an ivan barbashev too the importance of him that's that's three starting forwards out of your lineup last night carl gunnerson didn't play last night although that's that's not uncommon because the Blues, you know, have a Robert Bertuzzo. They feel like they can slot into the lineup, and uh, they have seven interchangeable guys back there that they can utilize. But when you're basically missing 25% uh, of your forward lines, that could cause some of the chaos that you saw last night, and each one of those guys brings a different element to the table. So, you know, you have to take that into consideration and hope that, you know, obviously Barbashev's not going to be there Sunday, but, you know, Tarasenko plays, Thomas plays, that's uh, – they're going to need to get that extra game in to get them ready, and uh, hopefully things start to trend the other way. We're talking with Lou Korak, better known as Sweet Lou. He's a Blues insider for NHL.com. He's on Twitter, at LKorak10. Lou, you talk about Ivan Barbashev being out and some of the changes and whatnot. The one I'd like to circle back to right now is an old goat. We call him Troy Brower. I thought he had himself quite a game last night. What were your impressions? I thought he played really well, too, Riv, and I'm glad you mentioned him because, and this isn't a knock on Mackenzie McEachern, but listen, um, I can honestly see a situation where if you go into game one of the first round, uh, don't be surprised if Troy Brower with Barbashev out of the lineup, and, and we don't know how many games he's going to miss, a game, two at, at the most. Uh, we just don't know the situation right now with his wife, uh, obviously expecting their first child, but it wouldn't surprise me if Troy Brower is not the guy that's playing on that line with Sunquist and Steen. Yeah, and Craig Berube even mentioned that he thought that maybe that was their best line last night. They had uh, puck possession time, some adequate zone time, and obviously Brower came up with the timely goal that in, in that chaotic sequence that got things turned around. But, uh, yeah, I thought he played really well. And, uh, you know, this is a grizzled vet, a guy that's been there, done that, has won a cup, and uh, – that's why they have him around. And uh, I know I had m- mentioned yesterday, you know, that maybe throw a Clem Costin in there into the lineup and give him a little bit of a nibble and kind of see what playoff uh, hockey is all about. Uh, but Troy Brower's earned his ice time. I mean, he's, he's performed well. Uh, training camp, you can see that uh, this is a guy that's into it, and this is a guy basically that's uh, thrown his hat into the ring to the coaching staff saying, hey, uh, if you need somebody that's uh, been there and has been through these wars, then uh, I'm available, ready, willing, and able. And uh, don't be surprised. So that's that's one of those situations where you're a Mackenzie McKecker and uh, raise your game and uh, you're, elevate your game a little bit because otherwise you're going to be looking over your shoulder. There's always somebody there that's ready to tap you on the shoulder and say, I'm ready to take that spot. One more opportunity for the Blues to be able to get to their game in this round robin. That is Sunday right here on 101 ESPN against the Stars. You find uh, Luke Korak's coverage of that game at NHL.com and on Twitter at LKorak10. Lou, we always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. Always a pleasure, boys. Have a good one. You got it. That's Luke Korak joining us here on 101 ESPN.